Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, the man of the hour, the man of the week. It's your time to shine, Pat P. Man. What is the news you have for all of us as we patiently wait to hear where you will be playing this upcoming season? You know, where are we playing this upcoming season? You know, I won't be going far. Okay. You won't um, be going far. No, I won't be going far. Is it in? Oh, wait a minute. So you say you're trying to, this might be under Division 4? What? All I said, I won't be going far. <laughs> and I'm not going far. Where are you going? I think I'm going to stay put where I'm at, man. I'm going I'm to stay put right there in Minnesota. And, and run it back with the guys, man. Keep it in the north. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the VikingAge.com. And for those watching on our YouTube channel, welcome to the still pretty new YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to this page and like this video. I am Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Chris Shad, who also writes for us here at The Viking Age. And uh, real quick, before we get started, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at The Viking Age, and on Facebook. The site's uh, username on Twitter, of course, I already mentioned, is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, Chris, we're going to get right into it today. Big news yesterday was Patrick Peterson re-signing with the Vikings uh, during a live stream on his podcast on Wednesday. Patrick Peterson announced that he is returning to the Vikings for the 2022 season. Reports later revealed that the deal is only for one year and it's worth up to $5 million with incentives uh chris just uh just what was your reaction to what felt like something that was pretty inevitable uh the the re-signing of patrick peterson yeah i wasn't surprised that they were bringing him back i always thought peterson wanted to come back all along it's a solid move i mean if you're bringing everybody else back why wouldn't you bring back patrick peterson it's a cheap deal Um, He wasn't the Hall of Fame level corner that he was uh, during his time in Arizona, not the tail years, but uh, throughout most of his career. And then you also have him not being a complete train wreck, which I think a lot of the Vikings cornerbacks on the roster are right now. So uh, that cap number is good. It's $3.1 million. Yeah, there's a void year for $750,000 next year, which we'll get into that, I'm sure. Uh, but he's a good locker room guy. And I think a lot of the younger corners look up to him. I think that uh, Patrick Peterson was talking about how the players are, are really kind of bonded together, especially after this whole Mike Zimmer thing. Um, and I think that if he winds up forging a connection with Cameron Dantzler, Chris Boyd, that whole cornerback room, you know, they can tap into that. Even if they draft a guy, um, 
I, I think it's a good move. And I also loved how Chris Boyd tipped off the announcement on his Instagram because what? he took a picture of them working out together, mm-hmm. which if you put two and two together, you're probably like, why would Patrick Peterson be working out with Chris Boyd if you know they weren't teammates anymore? So Chris Boyd is basically the Austin theory of this team, t- snapping selfies and posting it on Instagram, like got a 15 yard penalty, LOL, look at me. Um, yeah. So th- I don't know that that just kind of struck me as a little bit humorous and I wanted to get it out there. <laughs> I think he was also working out with, uh, Robert Alford, who's a, a free agent corner still as well. And a former teammate of Patrick Pearson's with the Cardinals. So maybe keep an eye out on that as a possibility for the Vikings. I like the move too. Um, I think what you can say about Patrick Peterson uh, with this return is that his feelings about the Vikings are genuine. Not to say that they weren't last year, but last year he was on a one-year deal. And I think a lot of people were like, all right, he's going to come here for one year, get back on track, then leave for a bunch of money in 2022. And um, that didn't happen. He wanted to return to the Vikings. He said he got some interest from other teams. I think the Colts the bears and uh maybe some some other team maybe the chiefs i don't know um but yeah i think he he clearly wants to be there because he's coming back uh to the vikings even with a a different coaching staff and it sounds like he's excited about this coaching staff and uh he was not terrible last year by by any stretch i think his allowed completion percentage was around like 55 and then his pass rating allowed was under 80, so he was still pretty good. He was solid uh, for the Vikings. I don't remember him getting like burned by anyone for a touchdown. Um, you know, can't say the same for Cam Dantzler, but that actually was in the preseason, so I don't want to put that on him. But actually, I was, you can't say the same for Bashad Breland is what I what I really meant to say because I just felt like every week he was getting burned for a touchdown. But yeah, this is a good signing. I think it also indicates that the Vikings, you know might be interested or might be leaning towards drafting uh, Derek Stingley from LSU since uh, his defensive backs coach from LSU is now the defensive backs coach for the Vikings and Patrick Peterson went to LSU and I'm sure he has uh, met with Stingley before and and interacted with him. So that would be uh, something that would seem like a fit, but we don't know what the Vikings intentions are. Uh, But with Peterson now returning, how good do you think this Vikings can be with him on board, uh, Zadarius Smith on board, Harrison Phillips, Jordan Hicks, Daniel Hunter returning? You know, how good can this Vikings defense be in 2022? Uh, they would probably tell you it could be top 10 quality. I'm not so convinced. This feels a lot like last year, except you, mm-hmm. you got a couple more impact players in there. I mean, Zadarius Smith is... Uh, more of an impact player than probably anybody they signed last year. Uh, Harrison Phillips, big nose tackle. I, I mean, he'll be good in the 3-4 defense. Like I wrote about this at zone coverage today. There's a lot of players on the Vikings defense that uh, you could point at and say, okay, we should be good here because you still have Harrison Smith. You still have Eric Kendricks. You still have Daniel Hunter. Um trying to think of other ones right now. I'm blanking out right now, but I I mean, there's a lot of players that were on that core that were very good defense. Now they're all on the wrong side of 30, which is a bit of a, uh, 
a bad thing. I mean, Daniil Hunter is 27, but he's got enough football years to be on the wrong side of 30. Um, It it just feels a lot like last year. It it feels a lot like they're kind of putting together some pieces, finding some value free agents and scrapping things together. So I, I think their job just needs to be, don't be a train wreck. And I think Patrick Peterson's a good guy to do that. Uh, Peterson could also recruit another guy. Um, yep. You know, I've heard Tyron Matthew is not uh, a likely possibility, yep. but uh, <laughs> I assume Patrick Peterson has his phone number and could say, yep. hey, come play with me and JJ up here in Minnesota. Yep. It's worth yep. it's worth a call. It probably won't happen. But um, yeah, I, I think this is middle of the road defense. If it winds up cracking the top 10, it'll be barely. I think 10 is probably its ceiling right now. Yeah, I mean, if you ask Paul Allen, he already, you know, he already thinks that the the Vikings got Tyron Matthew. Uh, Hitman and Honey, baby. <laughs> oh man, man, he got he got had pretty pretty good there. Um, yeah, I um, I just I don't know with this defense because it's a new defensive coordinator. Um, you know, at Donatel, we we just don't know. He's had good defenses in the past. We just don't know like his style and if it fits the players that, that he has this year. I know he's brought in some of what would seem like his guys was Zedaria Smith and uh who's the the corner in Shannon Sullivan or Smith or yes. whatever. Yes. Um so yeah, he's it's it's just I'm like are we sure that Ed Donatel is a better defensive mind than than Mike Zimmer or was Mike Zimmer just at the point where he was so fed up with pretty much everybody on the Vikings that his defense, he just, it was lacking because of how much, you know, stress was being caused by other areas of the team, whether it was offense or the coaching staff or kicking or whatever. Like, because Zimmer's a good defensive mind. Like, like if you look at, uh, I think it's, it's Football Outsiders, uh, their DVOA for, for defense last year was like 14th. So they weren't they weren't a terrible defense like stats wise sure they were not the greatest but as far as like performance and efficiency and stuff they were they were an average defense uh last year and you know maybe they get a few more pieces in the draft maybe Quasey wants to trade up this year you know which is something that I don't even think Vikings fans even know exists because of you know Rick Spielman's uh you know, habit of drafting back to accumulate seven, seventh round picks. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I think they have a good, it's a good start, but yeah, like you said, there's a bunch of guys that are like, eh, like near the end of their career, if, if not, you know, very close. So we will see. I think Peterson said he wants to play like three more years and I don't mm-hmm. think he's that old. I think he's like 30. He's 32. 30? I think he'll turn yeah. 32 before the season. So I hear I hear that and I think of Terrence Newman and I'm like Terrence Newman played till he was like forty. Yeah, so. <laughs> he was like forty, but you know, wasn't he? Yeah. But some people, are, yeah, some people are different. You know, they want to save their bodies and stuff. They want they don't want to be Tom Brady and play till they're forty four and and force Bruce Arians out of a job. Um, so you know, do you think uh, <laughs> Brady knew that Arians was going to quit when he came back? Because I I, I, I think, think so. I think it was part of the agreement for him to come back yeah i think that's very i think it's very obvious um because especially because there was reports of them those two not getting 
along or, or having some problems with in the last couple of years. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Bruce Arians is retiring. I think, he, I think Arians and Brady agree that they should both probably stick around so they can get some free agents. And then once they get, get those guys on board, then they can be like, oh, whoops, Bruce Arians is retiring. Surprise. Yeah, Brady knew. Forgot to he tell knew. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> it's the reports or whatever say that like Arians informed Brady that he was retiring uh, right after uh, Brady made his decision. But I mean, come on. It's we, we know when it's Brady. Come on. The Bucks are left to pick between Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady. I think their their choice is going to be pretty easy. But back to the Vikings. I mentioned the draft. Is cornerback still the top need on the board for the Vikings in the NFL draft this year? I would say so. I mean, if you're looking at the depth chart, I mean, you got a 32-year-old cornerback uh, one in Patrick Peterson. Uh, your cornerback two is Cameron Dantzler, who looked pretty good once he got over his doghouse issues. But can he find consistency? Can he stay healthy? He's still pretty skinny for a corner in the NFL, although – you know, if you look at Devonta Smith, you know, he was kind of on stilts last year and he wound up being pretty damn good. So can Cameron Dantzler put it all together in year three? Uh, but behind him, you know, you got Chris Boyd, uh, <laughs> who I do not trust outside of running a social media account. Um, you got Harrison Hand, who was repeatedly on the COVID list last year. And you have Chandon Sullivan, who is just going to be a nickel guy. And he's not very good at stopping the run, but he'll be out there in passing situations. So who's the other um, guy they sent? They sent somebody else too. Nate Hairston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's kind of projects as more of a special teamer. Um, maybe one of those in case the of new the new Chris Boyd. people. The new Chris Boyd, yes. It's uh <laughs> stepbrothers. He'll get he'll get to the practice facility and Chris Boyd will be like, You have to call me Dragon, and then I'll take a selfie and yeah. So <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about his Instagram usage. I, you know, some people got yeah. stuff to share on the gram. Some people don't. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't care about players using Instagram or whatever. But I always get bothered whenever I go and see like a player's story or whatever of them recording a video with like lip syncing lyrics and they're driving. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're like, you, I, you got like, I you got like millions got... of dollars on the line, and you're 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 recording yourself. While you're driving, I, probably not a good idea. I am only upset because of that one post that Boyd had after oh, the Pittsburgh that penalty. Game. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I can't, I can't remember what he said, but I'm just like looking at him, like you got flagged 15 yards for that dude, and like it sprung a Pittsburgh comeback. Like that was a game changing play. So like I, I don't know, like read the room, man, and, and like I yeah. don't know. There's this other video. He was like sitting there, like singing in the locker room. And like Garrett Bradbury was sitting there and he's like, what is going on? I do not know what this music is. Can you play some Nickelback or Three Doors Down, please? <laughs> ah, Akeem Hicks. Um, um, anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, I'd rather the Vikings move on from Chris Boyd. I just don't think he's that good anyway. So uh, he can go yeah, on the field. Somewhere. He's not. Yeah. If he was good on the field, I'd, I'd love it. Probably. He's, he's a seventh round pick for a reason. Um. All right, so the other thing that happened on Wednesday was we found out the details about Adam Thielen's structured 
deal. So to help with signing Patrick Peterson and some other free agents, we knew that the Vikings had restructured the contract of from of Adam Thielen. And on Wednesday, we found out the details of this restructure, and uh, they're a bit puzzling. Uh, the Vikings did create $5.16 million in cap space this year with this restructure. But Thielen now has a cap hit uh, in 2023 of around $20 million and about $22 million in 2024. The restructure also essentially keeps him around until 2024 as well, since the Vikings will be left with a $13.5 million dead cap hit if they trade or cut Thielen in 2023. Side note, Thielen will be 32 in August, and he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2018. So, Chris, what are the Vikings doing? Why did they back themselves into a corner for 2023 with, it's not even arguable, an aging wide receiver? Well, I think you start with they want to put butts in seats. This is probably yeah. another mandate from ownership saying, hey, don't trade Adam Thielen. He's one of our most popular players. Did you hear he's from Minnesota and he went to Mankato and he almost sold dental equipment and he tried out and he made the team, special teams and everything else. Like, I thought about this a lot because if we would have talked about this yesterday, I probably would have went off and said some stupid things. <laughs> and I think I still might about this whole thing. Um <laughs> But first of all, from Thielen's perspective, he is a performer. And mm-hmm. I I have a friend, Cy Amundsen, who explained it as, hey, if you're a performer, go get your money. And if yeah. the Vikings are offering him a pay bump, which he actually got in this deal, if you go by the cap hit, um, yeah, it, it's a, it, it, I'd take it if I were Adam Thielen too. My only issue, and this might be what the Vikings are doing, is they are giving the players the power again after Mike Zimmer was there. Because Mike Zimmer was there, it is his way or the highway, right? They kind of like that dictatorial thing. But it feels like things are kind of sliding back. And, and that's kind of the ebb and flow of replacing your head coach, right? Like you have Mike Zimmer, the old school kind of, I don't want to call him a dictator, but just old school Bill Parcells type thing, right? And you get Kevin O'Connell who, hey, how's it going? I'm Kevin O'Connell and hey, I want all my players to be happy here and whatever, kind of like that camp counselor vibe, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like this team reminds me so much of the wild. And and this take has been set on Score North before, but I've also kind of felt that way like, Going into last season, because it's like you're running it back with this team that has a lot of older players, that has a lot of things and flaws against it and everything else. And because you're, you know, like this, this thing, Adam Thielen reminds me of Zach Parisi and Kirk Cousins reminds me of Ryan Suter. And if you're a hockey fan, you know what I'm talking about, because those were two guys who kind of put themselves before the team. And I'm sure like they want the team to win and everything like that. That's not a thing, but it feels like the Vikings are kind of catering to them more than the average player. Like for Parisian Suter, it meant moving the practice from St. Paul all the way over to Edina. And if you don't live in Minnesota, that's on the other opposite end of the twin cities. Like for Thielen, like I go back to this uh, week four against the bears in 2018. 
Adam Thielen is getting questioned after a game. And they're like, hey, what do you think about the offense? He's like, well, you can't just run the ball all the time. Stephon Diggs was in the same boat. He was angry and took it another level by skipping practice. But then Adam Thielen was on Kirk's radio show the next week going, oh, no, Kirky, I'm so sorry, Kirky. Will you throw me the oh, ball, Kirk. Kirky? You do what Kirk you can, Kirk. Kirk apologized to him. Oh, Kirk, Kirk apologized to him? Yeah, he apologized to him. He need, well, and that, Diggs, that Diggs a got huge you know, hole in my logic. Yeah, well, Diggs got and well, so, so no, it doesn't but, because Steelen wasn't even like sad about it or or, or right. remorseful for it. And well, Diggs got like all the hate. Here's the thing too. So ever since that interview, you know they've been BFFs. They hang out all the time. They go to Texas yeah. Roadhouse because the buns are amazing and they got the honey butter or whatever. During but COVID, the other thing, and and I'll throw this out there, they didn't get vaccinated. And I, I, I don't want to get into a whole political debate. You can have whatever choice you want. But on that football team, if you weren't vaccinated, it made your life a hell of a lot harder. And it was reported that other players did not get vaccinated because of the top stars on the team. Who are the top leaders on the team? Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, we'll throw Harrison Smith, Dalvin Cook. All of those players didn't get vaccinated even though it would have benefited the team. Nobody cared. And, and that's fine. That It's all their personal choice. But I, I just, I, I think that, you know, it, it's a problem. It's symbolic of the culture in the locker room. And it wasn't just Mike Zimmer. It was the players there who just stood there and were just like, no, this, this is about me. And in 2017, you had a lot of young players that didn't really know better. I think that's one of the benefits towards rebuilding. You get a lot of players who are just happy to be in the NFL. They have their teammates and they come together like they did in 2017. Now you have players that are trying to get their money, which they should and everything else. It, it just, when you have comments coming from Dalvin cook saying, I will do anything to win. It's hollow to me because of that whole vaccination thing. And it's hollow to me when I see a contract like what Adam Thielen took because it, it's just like, where does this fit in? And why are you paying a 32-year-old receiver who has had soft tissue in injuries each of the past year? And I know that some Viking fans are going to be like, you can't talk about Adam Thielen that way. It's reality. It's football. It, he, he's basically an old yeller territory right now once you get into the 30s. <laughs> Like you just cut them and you move on and you find somebody else. So I don't know. It, it, it just, it bothers me. The whole Adam dealing yeah. thing. He's a great player. He's a great red zone threat. Uh, he's got, what is it? 24 touchdowns over the past two seasons. And yeah. like with Kevin O'Connell coming in, looking at this team, he wants to accentuate strengths and keeping Adam Thielen around whatever cost it took is a strength of this team and something that he can accentuate. I just think the whole thing just feels a little dirty and I don't know. What what do you think? I'm sorry for the rants, but that that's just nope. my thought on Adam Thielen. I didn't want to interrupt you because I wanted you to have, have your time. Um I I'm fine with them bringing Thielen back, but my problem is, you know, looking ahead to, to next year and he's got a cap hit of almost twenty million, like Everyone knows he's not worth that. So, like, and you can be like, well, they might change it or whatever. They might restructure. They can't. They, they can't. Like the the way that it's set up, they are, you know, essentially they have nothing they can do in twenty twenty three. Like they they can't. They don't really have any movement until twenty twenty four to move on from Thielen or or fix his contract or whatever. And, um, 
you can't sit here and tell me that that he's worth 20 million or 22 million in 2024 um you know no matter how much he's done for the organization or 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 how much people love him because you know it's not helping the team out and you know i think that i i don't know i i have no problem with them bringing him back but if it was like 15 or, or 10 million cap hit you know that 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 seems more reasonable but this makes me also think that the vikings know that the salary cap is probably going to go up by a large amount next year and again in 2024 which will make this cap hit not look like much but still you're going to probably keep adam Thielen with a cap hit this high but then maybe look to trade dalvin cook next year because his cap hit is too high for a running back so you know and same thing goes for for eric kendricks you know what what his status is with the vikings next year i don't know i uh i think it would this year would have been a great time to to move on from him because there's plenty of teams that were in need of receivers i know the chiefs are still looking for probably a veteran receiver right now but with this this restructure they essentially took themselves out of getting anything for Thielen and if he gets hurt again this year his his trade value is going to plummet and you know even if he doesn't get hurt like he's going to be a year older another year in football like we we his this was the year to to trade him we've said this a lot about a lot of players on this team this was the year to trade guys and the Vikings are like no we're gonna you know bring back the same guys that have missed the playoffs three of the last four years and we're gonna contend for a championship because all we need is a new coach and that's it we uh we don't need anything else and that's what they're doing but my la- my question last last thing on this topic is you know why does it just seem like the vikings are essentially afraid to move on from adam thielen like why are they afraid to like do you think they'll, they're afraid of too much backlash like from the local fans and and media because he is such a beloved local guy um I, I think it gets back to what Kevin O'Connell wants to do. Mm-hmm. I like I, I think you know it's collaboration, right? It's not just Quasi making these decisions. It's I've never heard that know, term, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've heard them say that once. It's only it's only a prime drinking game during his press conferences. Like oh, if God. you just want to go you, hard at like ten in the morning, just if throw one that. of those on. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd you'd be in trouble. Um <laughs> You know, like I said, Kevin O'Connell comes in and he looks at the strengths on this team. And he goes, you know, where Mike Zimmer is just like, I, I, I made this comparison in an article on Zone Covered. Mike Zimmer basically played a slot machine, right? He would yep. put his money in, he'd pull the lever and whatever happens, happens. He's have like five things. So like each of the things on that slot machine would be like an outcome. So will Daniel Hunter stay healthy? No, no, you know, in 2017 and all came up sevens or whatever you want to say is a jackpot. Um, Kevin O'Connell is like a guy who counts cards at the blackjack table. He takes the information he has and he turns it into an advantage for himself. So when he looks at this offense, he goes, okay, I got Justin Jefferson, one of the best receivers in the league. I have Adam Thielen, one of the best receivers in the league. I have Kirk Cousins who kind of, doesn't do well in big situations, but he's a top 10 quarterback and I can not maybe fix him, but I can help him out. I can tweak things in order to do so. He plays so much to his strengths that if the Vikings are to contend, I think that's the way it would work. And if they get rid of Adam Thielen, 
Like they need to replace him. And like Adam Thielen, when he's healthy, is still a very effective receiver. I just listed his touchdown numbers. Like a guy in the red zone that can do that is going to be something else. Now, when Irv Smith Jr. comes back, do those numbers go down? I, I don't know. But or they draft a receiver too. Yeah, yeah. They they could take uh Jameson Williams or Chris Olave mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, I believe that that's the other Ohio State mm-hmm. guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I mean there's a lot of options to replace him, but it's the devil you know against the devil you don't know. And if you release or trade Thielen, are you all of a sudden, is it Justin, is it like the Randy Moss effect where he was on the field like with Dwayne Bates uh, across from him or whatever? Although uh, Afros in 2004 is probably one of my favorite receiver groups in Vikings history. America's finest receivers on Sundays. Would they have, uh, was Kelly Campbell part of that? I feel like- Oh, yeah. I loved Kelly Campbell. I don't know about you, but <laughs> yeah. Him, Nate Burleson. Um, yeah. I think Hatchet was gone by then, but he was. He yeah, was like 2000. That, he was gone. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Kelly Campbell just screamed it right into the camera before the playoff game at Green Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. That was fun. Uh, yeah, with with Thielen, I just um, I don't know. Like, it is what it is. I think you brought up the thing where you're saying like they want to contend, so they have Cousins and, and Thielen. I don't think anyone would argue against you that bringing Cousins and Thielen back and, and Daniel Hunter and Kendricks and Smith and Harrison Smith gives them the best chance to succeed next season. But how high is that success? Like, yes, you can be better than you would without them next season, but what is that doing to you in 2023 and 2024? Like, sure, you want to compete next season and the owners are going to come back the very next year and be like, yeah, we want to compete again. But like, you can only get so far with this group of players instead of, you know, maybe taping, taking a few steps back and getting even farther in a few years. So, like, yes, they want to contend. And, yes, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and all these guys give them the best chance to probably succeed. I'm not even going to say contend next season because I don't think they're set up to be a contender right now. And I have no reason to think otherwise because they missed the playoffs three of the last four years. Um, but. It, yeah, they they're set up. They can they have the best chance to succeed next season with the guys that they brought back. But is it the best for the future of this franchise? I don't think so. But it is what it is. Thielen's coming back. His contract. It's kind of weird. I don't remember anyone like usually when contract numbers come out for the Vikings. We're like, oh wow, the Vikings they got a really good like deal or or they're set up. They set up this really nice like Zadarius Smith and everything. And the Thielen ones just like. Yeah, not this time. What happened? Like, who who did? Nah. I don't. It looks like Rob Brzezinski was out of his office, and somebody else like set this contract up. Like, what? Who did this one? Don't you just get the vibe like they they go up to Rob Brzezinski, he's just eating his lunch in like the cafeteria or something. He's like, "Hey, you want to work on Adam Thielen's contract?" He's <laughs> like, "You guys aren't gonna like it." And then they get mad and they like throw him in the bathroom and give him a swirly. And he's like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it." Like, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it's weird. It's because even the even the Kirk Cousins contract, it's like, yeah, they gave him a year, whatever. They can, it's not terrible. It doesn't gouge them that badly, like compared to what it could have been. Uh, but this one was just like, what? Who? What is this? Uh, 
All right, moving on. So, a little surprise for you, Chris. I know uh, we were supposed to be talking about the NFL's new overtime rule and how the Vikings voted against it, but instead, got something else that we're going to talk about. Uh, not really football related, but you can you can. It's kind of All football right. related. We're going to do a uh, Viking Age podcast WrestleMania 38 preview uh that is taking place this weekend so sorry anyone watching is not a wrestling fan you can leave now because uh, we're about to talk <laughs> about the uh, adult soap opera that is wrestlemania uh that's right the greatest spectacle in the world wrestlemania is this weekend it is a two-day event this year saturday and sunday it was two days last year right i believe yes it was yes and it's live it's from at&t stadium this year in dallas texas uh, so, uh, you know, Chris, I just want to list all the matches for this year's WrestleMania, uh, which I believe is WrestleMania 38 and, uh, we can predict who will win. Sound good. Sounds good to me. All right. Figured that was being more fun than talking about owners voting against an overtime rule, which makes no sense. Uh, all right. Day one, Saturday, which begins is scheduled to begin at 7 p.m. Central Time on Saturday night. Uh, first, we've got uh, these are not in the specific order that they will be going on, but this is what I have on the docket. So we've got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship, and uh, things have been getting a little hairy between these two, to say the least. I like the haircut though. Becky showed it off on Twitter and right, I, and right. I like it. She's like, yeah, you made a mistake. I look even better because she's the man. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Full disclosure. I have watched like one episode of raw or SmackDown since, uh, you know, Royal rumble. So I'm a Same. little fuzzy on this one, but I, but I've kept an eye on it. I think that, you know, you can't have Bianca lose so much to Becky because eventually she doesn't become a threat. So I think this is her moment. She winds up getting the win over the man. And then they stop doing this heel turn with Becky because nobody wants to boo her right now. Like, no, everybody wants to cheer the man or big time Bex or she's like Randy whatever Orton, she's calling right now. Yeah. What's like that? The new Randy Orton. She's like the new Randy yeah. Orton, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing with me. You know, watch clips here and there. Just got too much stuff to do and kids and crazy stuff but wrestling is one of those things where you can just watch a few clips on on twitter or, or youtube and you know exactly what's going on um so i'm gonna go with with bianca belair as well baby faces like wrestlemania is the time for baby faces to win like that's just how it always typically goes there's like a few heels that win but most for most of the time yeah baby faces win and what she got uh beat by Becky Lynch in like what thirty seconds in uh in SummerSlam or whatever. So I think it was like fifteen think, uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, Be- uh Bianca Belair will will come out of here with the victory. All right, next we got Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Miz and Logan Paul. This was a match definitely made for uh social media to get a bunch of Logan Paul followers to watch, but. I don't think that's going to happen. So it'll get some clicks. I don't know. The good thing is the good thing is like most people already have Peacock and it's not like a $60 buy-in like it has been in previous years. So uh, viewership will be high regardless. 
I think the fighting Mysterios will come away with this. This is a match like I don't really care about. Logan Paul will probably turn on Miz and then they'll beat up Miz and everybody will go home happy or do you think they'll they'll be in line Logan for Paul, a beer. Do you think Logan Paul will be impressive at all? Because I remember what Bad Bunny last year. He, Bad Bunny was pretty good last year. He was awesome last year. I mean he right. he did a freaking destroyer. He did a sunset like, flipper. Or whatever, it was just like or, it was like all right, oh yeah, dude, I love I love when like celebrities are into it like that. Like if they're not yeah. into it, like it's just like, eh, why are you here? But like, Bad Bunny's like an actual like fan. He, like he everybody kind of crapped yeah. on him, but yeah, oh yeah, he was he was really into it. So, I mean, I have no, I didn't have a problem with that once I saw what he was doing. Um, yeah, I think Ray and Dominic win though. Yeah, I think Logan Paul might surprise some people. He was he did the he's been doing the boxing thing, so I think he's. Probably in pretty good shape. We'll see uh, what he can do. Uh, next, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Uh, I have zero interest in this <laughs> at all. So he uh, Drew fought Mad Cat Moss at Elimination Chamber. And I'm like, why do I care about it? And at least it was like a false count anywhere match. He nearly killed the guy. A former <laughs> golfer, Mad Cat Moss. I should. Uh, oh, really? I should uh, yes, he is Mike Rollis, actually is his real name. He was a oh, former right. linebacker. Um okay. so and they just saddled him with a stupid gimmick. But yeah, um it was way more entertaining than I thought it would be. This one I don't have high hopes for. Just give Drew the win and let feed him to Roman. Spoiler. Yeah, I don't I know they've been had a little little thing going on, but that's like yeah. It's gone on too for? long. The neck who injury this, screwed who, everything yeah, up. Who, but. Oh, with Big E. No, uh, Drew's neck injury. Oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. He's, you're right. If he's healthy, he probably fights Roman at Royal Rumble, but he screwed up yeah. his neck and had to miss that right. time. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't need this. All right. This <laughs> one might be better. Uh, the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Rick Boogs. That's just a fun name to say. He's also a Wisconsin <laughs> Badger, so I can't really. He looks for him. like he looks like he would be. He looks like he would. Be. He also looks like Freddie Mercury, which is kind of awesome. Like if much he, like, bigger, hit the much weights. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Like hit the weights, like jacked up Freddie Mercury. Um, yeah, I think the Usos win. The Bloodline's just too strong right now, and I don't know. He, they're kind of in that Roman territory. Like, who can I take seriously as a uh, challenger for them? So I'll go the Usos. Yeah. I think this might be a sneaky, sneaky good match. Uh, the Usos usually put on a pretty good show at, at WrestleMania, so I think it could be. Um, same thing with this next one, which is Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, not to be confused with the safety Xavier Woods, who formerly played for the Vikings. He did not go to, he's not a wrestler now. Yeah. It's different Xavier Woods uh, versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. And uh, what did they just change? Uh, but. The, the, yeah. What? <laughs> Pete Dunne Sounds like a Vegas security butch. guard. Yeah. Like, just get hauled out yeah. of the casino and get just, your ass whipped that was, by butch. It's so obvious when Vince McMahon is the one <laughs> to pick someone's name. Like, why, why can't you just keep his name? But yeah, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't Flip know. Flip a coin. Yeah. Maybe they'll push the younger guys. I don't know. I'll go with Sheamus Butch. The heels got to win at some point, right? Oh, I yeah. guess I picked and, the Usos, but yeah. And if you're gonna pick a team to lose, you got to pick a team like 
the new day that's already over doesn't they yes. can lose 30 matches and they'll still sell a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. all right uh charlotte it's weird that they have both uh women's championships matches on the same night but whatever uh charlotte flair versus ronda rousey for the smackdown women's championship who do you got i think charlotte's gonna retain um Me too. Ronda doesn't seem into it this time around. Yeah, it's weird. And maybe that's a storyline. I think she's hurt. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I saw. Something. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Like legit, like legit hurt. So, yeah. So I I don't know. I, this might just be another way to put Charlotte over, which is fine. I, I mean, it feels like, so, um, so like they're talking, they're talking about like the main event and just, and I'll be quickly because I don't know we're almost out of time. But like, they're talking about the main event on Saturday, and they're like, "Yeah, they should put that because otherwise the women's titles won't matter." But the pro, and and I think like one of the women's matches is deserving of that spot. Like yeah. you, in theory, you should. But I mean, with these, like this storyline, make me care. Like I, I don't care yeah. about this match, and that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with this right now. Uh, Charlotte's the best female wrestler in the world, in my opinion. Um, But I mean, you know, with Rhonda, like the whole thing's just kind of felt like a money grab, but maybe she's hurt. Maybe it's a storyline thing kind of reeling us in. I I don't really know what's going on here. And I mean, I just, I I don't have the interest that I should in this match. No, I agree. It has feelings of, if you remember like, wow, it's like almost 20 years ago now uh, when, when Brock and Goldberg, faced off in like yeah WrestleMania 20 and like no one it's that that should have been a huge match and no one cared about it because you could tell that they didn't care about it and this kind of feels similar um maybe it's not but uh yeah i think i think charlotte will win too um and last maybe this will be the main event maybe it won't but seth rollins versus an opponent to be announced which will be goldberg <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just to want to see. I want. I want it. I want it to be like Goldberg or something, just to see the crowd reaction and see everybody just lose their minds. Because yeah. I think this is going to be the match that opens on Saturday night. Eh? Because I do not think it will be Goldberg. I think it will be yeah. Cody Rhodes, who is yeah. jumping over from AEW. And I, I, I think. Somebody brought it up that it could be one of those deals where Vince rolls out Shane or whoever right away. Seth Rollins gets mad and just beats the hell out of him. And then the lights go off. Cody has that epic like prelude thing. And then he comes out and everybody loses their mind and Cody just squatches him. Um, So yeah, the winner will be Cody Rhodes. If it is Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I wonder if like Marco stunt, if they they do like, Shane McMahon comes out and everyone's like, what? No way. Um, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm just here to announce his opponent. I'm not I'm not in this match. And he, you know, like he announces Cody Rhodes and kind of aligns with him. And and maybe like because we've heard the the rumblings that things haven't gone, been going so well with Shane McMahon. So maybe he unites with this AEW guy and then they, you know, kind of team up against Vince McMahon and his WWE stuff. So. Maybe that'll happen, but probably not because that seems a little too creative to to for what uh, you're giving. You're doing. giving them way too much credit. <laughs> I am. I am. It's just going to be something stupid like Veer is going to come out and everyone's going to be like, oh, "What the heck?" Um. So that's that's night one. We'll move on. Wait, to, wait, wait, to, wait, 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 wait. You're forgetting the big one here. 
Oh. Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve That's, Austin. Is that that? I thought that was nice. Do you think oh, it's going to be a match? It's because uh, Austin's bringing it up like a match. Yeah. I don't know. It could be It'll one be of those stunners. deals. Where is, this na- is it night one? It's not. It's the main. It it's is night be one event or whatever, right? Because they're talking, it That's, might be the main event. Right. There'll be some stunners. There'll be some stunners. Th- there will be stunners and there will be and beer, beer. Yeah. slammed very quickly. <laughs> maybe some, maybe a four wheeler <laughs> or two. Uh, yeah. But I think everyone's just going to be happy to see Stone Cold. I don't think they care if he, he really wrestles, especially in right. Texas. Stun him. He's going to be. Drinks a beer. Hey. What, what really needs to happen is Stone Cold comes out. He's get like maybe Kevin Owens is beating him up and then The Rock comes out to save him. That's, that's what really needs Yes. To Yes. <laughs> See, I'm Put giving the rock them, I'm giving any the, match. I don't care. Like, I'm, have them come out I'm during giving, the Rousey match. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I'm giving care. them all this all this free content, and uh, they won't they won't use it. <laughs> they won't use right. any of okay. it. Okay. Day two WrestleMania on Sunday, which will also begin at 7 p.m. Central. We've got a couple of matches here. So it starts off with. Well, I don't know if it'll start off, but they might get this out of the way. Carmella, Queen Zelina. And Queen Zelina versus Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Shayna ba- Baszler, who is from North Dakota. Shane, yeah, did I say that? Vikings right? fan, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Yes. Shayna Baszler, yeah. Um, she's from what, South Dakota, I think? Um, uh, yes. Sioux Falls, I believe. And versus Naomi and Sasha Banks for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Now, this should be, if they really want people to get, you know, interested, it should be a TLC match you know just like the dudleys and hardys and edge and christian but i don't think that's gonna happen but we'll see um who wins this hey siri pick a number between <laughs> one and four that would be four 14 oh, who's the fourth team sasha banks and naomi i think right, they'll win anyways <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they're gonna win. I, I like Liv Morgan and Ray Ripley. I think that's a good little team they got there. But uh, I think Naomi and Sasha Banks will will win. You gotta have Sasha win on in WrestleMania. Come on, sir. So it's her, like her the 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 third the, the number three pay per view she does all year long. So uh, you know you gotta give her a win. Uh, all right, next we got Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy Zayn. Who is gonna win? This matchup is this for the Intercontinental Championship, or did it he is not? Ricochet won the Intercontinental, so the Intercontinental oh, yeah, that's Championship's right. not he made him lose it. Defended, yeah, that's so which weird. is good. Is I don't think title. this should have been this. Uh, Finn Balor has it, and he's getting yeah, he's beat not, up, but he's not on the card either. Priest, yeah, yeah, yeah that's surprising. Um, you know, this isn't anything goes match, so I think it's just going to be a spot fest for Johnny Knoxville. Uh I can see something goofy where he winds up winning. I mean, Sammy doesn't need to take a win here. Does That's we, does we man, does we man, uh, you know, distract the ref? There'll be some jackass yeah. people to show up. I'm oh, sure, yeah. you know, for sure. Uh, He's got a lot of friends. There might be another like surprise guy in there. So it, it oh, could yeah. be, it could be a fun match to watch in the it end. It could be. Yeah. I'm giant, giant it also be a beer break. Everyone likes Giant Knoxville. Uh, he makes like everything he does is is pretty good. So uh, I haven't seen the new Jackass yet, though. I gotta check that out. Um, all right, next we got Pat McAfee, uh, good friend of Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. 
uh, versus Austin Theory. Uh, yeah, Pat McAfee's got to win this, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, yeah, this is like his WrestleMania moment. And like Theory, <laughs> I mean, if he loses to Pat McAfee, McAfee's won. No, he hasn't won in NXT. But he's he's an athlete. I, I'm kind of excited. I mean, you know, McAfee's well, going to take cage, this right? seriously. Yeah. 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 McAfee's going to take a, this seriously. He's a, he's a, theory's a, a NFL player. machine. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a former a NFL fun match. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 athletic. He can he's he drops some people in the NFL. Um, so you know, I think this will be probably an entertaining match. Uh, all right, this match, the the next one, I feel like has the, the chance to be like the talk of the weekend. Um, which is, and I'm not even kidding. Uh, Randy Orton and Riddle versus Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. I think uh, this one has a lot of potential. They want to keep RK bro together. I think, I don't think they, if they wanted yeah. Orton to turn, they would have done it by now. So yeah. I think RK bro wins, but I think it'll be a really good match. I mean, there's, there's some underrated performers in here, yeah. uh, especially Montez Ford and uh, Minnesota's own Chad Gable. Right. Lots of, lots of Minnesota in this, in this, uh, some former Vikings too. We'll get to those. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, lots of lots of Minnesota connections, a, a heavy wrestling community. Uh Edge and AJ Styles. This match probably would have been good like ten years ago. Maybe it'll be I good think this it'll year. It'll still be good. Yeah. You think so? I think so. They're they're both good for I mean, Edge is like fifty and he can still put on good matches. Yeah. Um AJ Styles at this point of his career, he's like Shawn Michaels late career. That's a high bar to reach because he was so damn good at the end of his career. But um, yeah, I mean, this match, Edge has that new character. I think Edge winds up winning and this feud continues beyond here. I don't think it should, but I, I think with Edge's like heel turn and what he's doing, I think he winds up winning and then Styles tries to get revenge because WWE likes having 40 different matches in a feud so does the undertaker make an appearance in this wrestlemania yes yeah he's going in the hall of fame so he'll probably do his entrance oh, yeah. one last time or something and here's the undertaker maybe he'll, he'll go, maybe he'll die, go die. On, maybe he'll be the one to like go on the ko show and save stone cold if that happens he'll be the and and he'll be the hey. biker the biker he'll be the biker one biker taker yeah <laughs> Full country undertaker. I'ma yeah. kill you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> get Jeff. Hardy. Oh, we can't get Jeff Hardy in there anymore because he's gone. All right. Uh, oh. This one I think just added, which eh, it's it's kind of interesting. Is Bobby Lashley uh, versus Almost, who I believe is a former like USF basketball player. Yeah, he he was a basketball player. I don't know, Almost. <laughs> Omos doesn't interest me at all. It's like, all right. Why, why couldn't like, he go against Babatunde? Like, well, how, they're trying to do that, I feel like. Why couldn't they go against, you know, former Viking Babatunde uh, Iagbusi? I was going to say he doesn't want the smoke, but I think they already fought. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like I Lashley. I'm... I like the almighty gimmick. Um, I think a face turn would be good for Lashley. Um, yeah. He got a nice little pop, too, on Monday when he came he back. I think Omos wins. They're trying to put him on a rocket ship right now. So I think that would be a nice little win to catapult him, even though he's 
not a guy that I really like, but somebody does. <laughs> he, he he's 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 following down like the Braun Braun Strowman path where he's just a giant person and they just have him go against whoever because he's going to always be bigger than everyone else. So, um, the last match: former Viking Brock Lesnar versus former Viking Roman Reigns for the unified WWE and Universal Championship. Who will be coming out with the single belt in this match? Well, I know I'm wearing my uh, Minneapolis <laughs> Suplex City shirt. Yeah. But uh, I don't think Brock's sticking around. He very well could. Uh, but I think it will be Roman Reigns. You gotta, you gotta give it to the, you gotta give it to the full timer, uh, unless it's like a situation where it's Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. You gotta give the belt to the guy who's gonna be there every week. You know, Brock Lesnar's been around for the last few weeks, so can't complain. But uh, yeah, I think I think Roman Reigns comes out on top. I'm curious. It's annoying because I think the last time these guys went against each other was um, when Seth Rollins had the the Money in the Bank. Uh, and he, he did the run in, and he won that. Oh, the thirty four. Yeah, I think so. The first the time. time was thirty one yeah. when Rollins had the run in. They met up at thirty four, and Brock won. And right. now this time, you know, it's those two. The last what, chapter. What, what, what so role might Paul? What role might Paul Heyman have? Will he like hit Brock over the head with a, a belt, and then the Roman gets the pin, or will, will it be clean? I don't think it's gonna be clean. No, something's gonna happen. Is Heyman gonna eat an F five? I feel like he would like die if that happened. But <laughs> like you know, I he's, he's up there, right? man. Yeah, I love Paul, Paul Heyman e- though. Like Paul e. he's, he's so damn good. Yeah, he's so good at like just hyping things up and you know, raining, defending. Yeah, he's done it. Done yeah. it his whole life. He's he's. Is good at what he does. All right, that that concludes the Viking Age WrestleMania 38 preview, which is probably why most of you tuned in or are listening to this podcast. So, thank you for your time. Uh, you know, tune in this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I believe it's on what Peacock and and uh, WW. That's it. That's uh, probably like international. It's on like uh, what? Yeah, Sky I think Sport they still have the network internationally yeah. but yeah 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 so check that out if you're in canada or whatever if you're if you're listening to this all right so that's it thanks for joining today everybody make sure to subscribe to this channel like this video make sure to follow the viking age on twitter and facebook uh but until next time chris and i will talk to you later Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.